Hello, hello. Welcome to Words and Voices, a little sanctuary, a quiet nook where you'll hear hard, raw, and humbling conversations with some of the best humans elevating humanity. This is for the round pegs and square holes, the misfits, oddballs, weirdos, tinkerers, and thinkers who dig a simple philosophy that one word, one message, one idea, and one voice can change the world. So, without further ado, here's our chief mischief maker, Neelam Tawar. Welcome to part two of Neelam's two-part interview with Madish Parikh, an active youth leader who's associated with many social change-making organizations in India. In part one, Madish talked about how he got into being a youth leader, the importance of having a good team to work with, and how to find youth and develop them into leaders. You can find part one of the interview in episode 13 of Words and Voices. In part two of the interview, Madish talks about using social media in a positive way to affect change and how being out there working in the community is what really matters to him. I will ask you a few other questions because I have yeah. something I want to pick your brains on because you're picking, <laughs> picking on mine now. So yeah. one thing I wanted to check with you was you've had, you know, this depth that you, you carry within yourself. I think a lot of people carry it within them. And I think this might be feeding into the similar angle in which you were asking me your earlier question was, is that how do you take that feeling or that kind of vision and how do you tend to create something from a place? Because see, the work you and I do, we have to, like it or not, we get to see the the real side of a situation. It might not be pleasant, even if you're going into an interior in the country or you're supporting a woman's uh, related cause or whatever. That truth of what those people are going through is not easy. So how do you go from that point of recognizing like, hey, this is a pain point for somebody's life, right. releasing yourself a little bit from what you see and how do you build, like how do you take that action from there too? So now from the experience, you know, what I've been having since day one, you know, it's good that, you know, I, I had an exposure working on ground. So I think that is very much important, not just sitting in a room and doing things. But, you know, from the day when I got an exposure to work on ground and understand the ground. So I think that gives me a sense of clarity, you know, the way I should approach, the way things should be handled. Also, there is a lot of local dynamics of the communities and the faith they follow and, you know, the uh, the, the mindset of the people, you know, how they welcome us. So I think uh, that is very important. And apart from this, there are two options for you always. You know, one... Then the number one is you sit back and criticize what is happening. And second one is you don't criticize, but you find out solutions to these problems and you start acting on them. So I think, you know, second one is a very good way to deal with situations, you know, not just criticize, but also do, do some solid action you know, and find solutions. So the keyboard warrior mentality, right? Like, oh, this is wrong, yeah. this is wrong, this is wrong. But then every day you get on Twitter or social media and say, this is wrong, yeah. this is wrong. Yeah, 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 and then you spread so much of negativity, not just in you, but also in the community, that there's so much negative in the community. But, you know, the same problem, if you solve this problem, and when you put it on social media, I think that is positive, and also it gives a positive message to everyone, you know, I think that's how, uh, you know, we should uh, deal with it. It also engages the community too, right? Because they're seeing that, yeah. hey, someone who doesn't belong in our world has come and tried to help or support yeah. or move something forward. Now they feel empowered. Yeah, they feel cared. They feel loved, you know, that we are taken care of. And I think, you know, even this small feeling that makes them empowered. So Someone just listening, don't you think? Like sometimes it's just about feeling seen and heard. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's small. It's it's a small human need, but it can make us do such yeah. weird things. Yeah. To, to get that voice out or to be heard or whatnot, and uh, we forget that. And so I we were I think I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about how in New York City we we, we do have you see homeless people, and and the most difficult thing is people just walk past them. And there's stories on social media about this or there's been transformation. Like someone videoed a gentleman who was actually a pianist. Like he played in the Philharmonic. Like like he's done, I mean, he was a musician. He's been that big, like recognized. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, life or whatever, could not pay the bills and just ended up on the streets. And it's difficult to get out of those situations. Yeah. And when you really sit down and talk to people, hear them out. There's a picture of Keanu Reeves, uh, the actor next to a gentleman just sitting next to him under a bridge i think in california and i don't know who caught that picture but it's it's on the internet and when you look at that moment you do realize that they do feel invisible mm. and we have to pause i know i'm talking about a very particular situation and you and i work in different capacities but a version of what we're talking about right now is really that to just pause for a second let the other person feel recognized yeah 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 a simple example say for example you if you are in a problem and you know if there is a friend with whom you can share your problem i think you will feel better and good so it's, it's as simple as that you know but the world we live in though right madish like sometimes people find it difficult to ask for help yeah 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 but you know there is a bubble you know where we do not have that culture where people are open to talk about because there is no environment as such you know but once you start building that environment you know the people, I, i think people will start feeling comfortable sharing their problems think we have to start from somewhere. we do yeah, because we can't go back and say it was done wrong in the beginning so how are we going to fix it we just take what we got right now and start building from here right yeah no other choice <laughs> <laughs> what was your childhood like i mean were you surrounded by people who were always helping other people so my family gives me those values you know that is not actually social service what i thought earlier but you know they have been very kind to people and they have always had this helping attitude for everybody right and uh, i think i inherited these values from my family but you know that turned out to be now professional you know after getting that exposure working on the social field so i think that gives me that sort of fire within me to to be the change got it so it was just really watching their kindness that let you build empathy for others as well yeah but wasn't probably not easy right because i think maybe my read on our friendship and knowing you i feel like you do feel things very deeply though yeah so there were times you know when i was in my college you know when i started working in this sector you know my friends used to criticize me that you know why you are wasting time uh, doing community services i think you should focus uh, more on your studies i think uh, you will bring a change if you study well as i said we are sort of culture and environment where still this is not much acceptable but you know then you know after seeing my achievements and you know the impact that i was creating they all started appreciating so i think that is a very positive change you know aura that was trying to hold me down you know i i was successful in uh, making them positive about what i was doing so i think uh, that that really helped me out yeah, because you had the choice right hey just go work for a multinational and then make a lot of money and then go and put that back into the system who knows maybe that was the plan they were recommending to you but that is true peer pressure right because you can see what society does to young minds as well that yeah. hey but 
what about listening to my core compass? My compass is not telling me to do this. My compass is saying go in this other direction. Yeah, so I had a feeling, you know, I am not made to just sit on a table and solve the machine language errors. I thought, you know, I am made to solve uh, the community problems. I should go out in the real world and do this. There can be somebody else who can solve this machine error. Yes, exactly, the machine errors. But did you get a lot of support from your at least maybe your family in that home because maybe that's the only one that you needed yeah 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 so my family has been a great strength to me you know uh, always you know my mother and father you know uh, i'm very sad to say that i lost my father a few years back but he was a great support system to me always and you know like i always feel that he's always connected to me and he inspires me always like before yeah he's watching you was he did he see you get the national award yeah yeah he came to the president house in delhi that's so amazing. he was he, he was very proud at the time, yeah. And when did you get conferred the award? It was for your community services. Yeah, it was for the community services in uh, 2014 when my both parents joined me in the ceremony, and they were very proud, you know, at receiving an honor from the president of India. And there's no turning back from that point, has it? Like you yeah. just kept going. <laughs> Yes, because, you know, I, I saw, you know, uh, receiving such an honor from the first citizen of the country. I think that's that's not just an award to me, but it was also a big responsibility. You know, I, I, I should reciprocate um, the honor to the uh, to my nation, you know, and uh, I, I, I think, you know, I should do something to bring a change. And for you, it's not just being, because it's very easy to say, oh, done and dusted, have the reward, I'm going to take it easy. <laughs> no, for you, it's been the opposite. You've just kept going and yeah, not yeah, stopped. Yeah. Right. That drive that you have, and most people will call it drive. I, I don't know if it, it's the right word, but that impetus and that accelerator that you're able to constantly keep pushing on yourself. Where does that come from? How do you stay unsatisfied? How about that? So... <laughs> you know, I said that I'm passionate about trying new things. So I, I think that always keeps me motivated and charged. And, you know, there's so much of love that I'm getting from the community. I think that makes me, you know, always try pushing my limits. You know, though I, I work for 18, 20 hours a day, you know, like I, I never feel tired in that way. I'm, I'm full of energy because, you know, the community wants me to see that way. Right. So I, I, I think they are making me what I am today. Yeah, you're feeding off of their energy and their love, right? Their... Yeah, 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 yeah. And I suppose there's also a part of this too, right, where you see that the word you use that's so important that most people forget is responsibility. And I've noticed that if you go across social media, I'm so glad TikTok is banned in this country, and I hope it does get banned around the world. No, nothing against, you know, entrepreneurship, but I think the way it's weakened minds, and especially young minds, I'm more worried about that because, you know, there's so much attachment and self-esteem that goes on a like or, and there's enough data and studies out there. If we were to yeah. pick, there's, there's an entire documentary created called The Social Ex Experiment to show how people feed off of these likes yeah. and it's a dopamine hit, right? I look at, you know, like even online, like you see certain handles, let's say I'm on Twitter and stuff like that. And, and I look at it and I'm like, you do understand that when you have hundreds of thousands of people listening to your word or your viewpoint, that is an obligation, that is a responsibility that should come with a kind of gravitas that most people take, oh, I'm just posting, I'm just posting, and yeah, so what? Right, right. And for me, when I listen to you, what you just said earlier, the responsibility, yeah, I got that award. Okay, great. Or I am recognized in my community. I'm recognized internationally because you are, right? Like with the youth work you do and the different 
types of outfits you coordinate with to whether to do work here in India, but internationally as well, you're fairly recognized in that way or in that circuit. And if you don't think about that word responsibility, then you become exactly the output of the same machinery that you're trying to actually try and affect and break. Right. Very true. So as I said, you know, we all are unique. So we all are different. So I, I, I think uh, exploring the difference in you, I think that really matters. And I think uh, that should keep going. So this is what I've always believed. And, you know, if you have certain potential, you know, I, I think we should definitely try to bring it out and explore, you know, wherever possible and use it in the larger good of the community or the mankind. So that makes sense. And you can start small, right? Because I think a lot of people get caught up in this idea that, oh, I have to at least have 2,000 people at this thing or like 50 million people, whatever that, no, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? Like people, they get caught up with the wrong metrics sometimes. And to your point, success is measured differently for everybody. But to keep that in mind is also very important, isn't it though? Right, right, right. Yeah. So like if you see any living organism, you know, the basic building block is cell, you know, for any element, it is an atom. So similarly, you know, it everything starts with small. I also started small with volunteering. And I think when you start small, you understand every aspect of that particular domain. So you have the pulse, you know, of what you are doing. So I think starting small is very important because, you know, if you start very high and, you know, if you see lows, I think you will feel depressed, you know, because depression is a new term point and you very much nowadays but you know when you have started with, from the low you actually know you know even if you come low you know you will never go low below the low right so you're always aware of that and i think you'll be always happy with that so i think being rooted is very important yeah and starting small is like very scary for people they're, they're like oh but what if you know uh, this doesn't happen where will that you know I think I, i'm speaking for a second from an entrepreneurship perspective because i i had like a little bit of a cushy no it wasn't really nine to five it was more like nine to like the following 2 a.m because it was the ad business and whatnot and i remember when i made the choice to not do that i'd spoken to my dad about it and i said i think i'm going to expire doing that and i meant like this is not the world i'm supposed to be living in and one of the recognition that i started talking about more recently because i just remembered it is i knew about five or six years ago maybe i'd gotten into work and there's just the normal, you know, creative meetings going on and it's a busy, you know, the office is always busy and whatnot. And I went to my cubicle and I sat down and I don't know what you might want to call it, but I had this moment of this feeling inside me where I said, like, this nine to five situation from a logistical perspective doesn't seem like a model that's going to survive for very long. And I was having a bigger conversation with myself and then it came to me and I was like, well, I don't enjoy the nine to five model. And then the question was, what am I going to do about it? And by the time you make the decision to not do that, it takes a little bit of time because you're in that space of whether it's comfort or, right, or fear. Because, like, just let's be honest, like, you're getting a salary. You've never done anything on your own. And starting with nothing, similar to that experience you said with uh, your friends telling you, like, hey, why are you doing this? Why don't you just go get a job? Yeah. When I announced on my Facebook that I'd quit, quit my job and I was just going to do my own thing, I had friends of friends who were on my Facebook then would message me and they were worried for me. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> I say the same happened with my college, you know, like my friends were like, why are you doing this? Focus on the studies. You know, they, they were more worried. So they do not have an intention to stop us doing something good or grow. Correct. But, you know, as I said, you know, we have that sort of culture, you know, where 
years where the community is not open to risk you know everybody wants to stay in the comfort zone and probably they are our well wishers you know so they always say it with good intention but you know i think we have to set examples for the community and we have to start doing it for for ourselves right because i think the point yeah. you're making earlier too was that i yes i heard them they could have good intentions i also i never took the the comments negatively i just was like well in a way she's making sense but i have something within me that she doesn't understand yet or she doesn't know how i'm wired she doesn't know the amount of work i've done behind the scenes on certain things now yeah. i can say that i couldn't say that in that moment because i was like yes. probably right we're going to see how this goes <laughs> <laughs> Right. And I had one thing I will share with you. I was uh, right before I made my journey to India, which was supposed to be temporary. I was just going to travel, work remotely, build my own thing, and then head back. And now it's been more than three years. <laughs> uh, I remember because uh, I'd given up my apartment in New York City, but I found something very close to where my storage was, and I rented out a small room, uh, matchbox-sized room, as as they call it, super tiny. <laughs> you can just like get up and get out. <laughs> and i remember one of the girls there one of so my roommate so it was just me and then there was another girl but she was on holiday so i had her room right. there was the two of us and she was a sweetheart i remember exactly where i was i was having tea and she just steps out of her door and we were having a cross kind of conversation she's in her room i'm in the kitchen and we were talking about something and at one point it was quiet i was just sipping my tea and she comes out side of her room like just outside of the door like she's just standing by her door and she's like with me on this thing what if you fail and i was sitting there with my my tea in my hand and i was like so what if like i i didn't know how to answer that question because i was like what does that even mean what do you mean what if i fail mm-hmm. you mean that i've left this job i am on the way yeah. to another continent that i have like i have yes i'm often inherited and all of that fun stuff but she's like you're going to a brand new country and yeah. you don't have a job how even you know like those questions it's, so that's the impetus of the question right yeah. and and i'm watching her and i don't you know genuinely i don't even remember what i said to her i don't remember because like the the question did not translate in my mind and i think that's what i'm leaning into for what you experienced too is that like when people tell you bro listen why did you just get a full time job and focus on your studies you're just listening to them and it's almost like they're talking in a different language than you yes and it doesn't sit on your body or your spirit or your soul because luckily for both of us in this journey that we both are on we're lucky to have at least our families with mm-hmm. us at least our families mm-hmm. because i think i cannot underplay i'm very much like that person who gets things done yes i don't look for emotional support like i don't have any of that kind of you know needs i don't have that like i need an like an emotional like you know but i know that there are times i cannot begin to tell you where i've had moments where i've broken down building what i'm building i'm still like i, so, I told you i'm just with the tools still digging and digging and there've been moments where my parents have said something kind to me mm-hmm. or they just you know my mom has never let my phone go on voicemail unless she's not heard the phone ring and for me like that and i wouldn't know what i would do if i didn't have that i don't need things from them You know what I mean? Like when you're on this this step of a journey, you're not looking for anything tangible. You're just you realize that there is something to rest your head on. Like I can rest right. my head on my mother's lap if I wanted to. Right. right. Even that would be good enough for me. Like just to stop yeah. my brain. You said you are digging and digging, but now let me tell you the beauty of seed is it can hold life within itself for as long as you want. You know, until and unless it is not getting the right opportunities, it will. 
it will survive on its own you know you can put the grains in a box for 5 years and after that you sow them you know they will grow <laughs> so that's the beauty of seeds ah so you're just telling me it's okay keep the seeds just focus on the soil yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the love. soil makes all the difference let me tell you you know the seed has the life you know but unless and it until it is not getting proper soil and nourishment it, it won't grow correct you are my nourishment believer on that <laughs> you're one of the components of the process i guess yeah i'm honored i'm very privileged that we could actually have this conversation i've always i think i already told you before that you should come on the show you should keep coming whenever you want to and we can chit chat for sure that's an honor oh it's an honor here too my dear and i will ask you one or two quick questions before we we kind of try to wrap this up i think the first would be do you ever feel deflated or dejected sometimes in your work or disappointed i have so much of work that you know i don't get this thoughts <laughs> i don't have time to think <laughs> because there's so much of you know there's so much of work you know that i have set on priorities so if one work is not getting done you know i i start doing another work and meanwhile i start gathering ideas you know how i'll accomplish this so this is how i work so <laughs> So there's no time for feelings there's just like okay it did not work pivot next then go back to the other thing so that's very important right like i think um, just to pick that apart for a hot second it it just really means that you're very focused on the work right yeah. and again it it probably also speaks to the fact that if you understand that hey listen this project needs these three things done i cannot for whatever reasons maybe it's outside my control for now mm-hmm. this is the thing that it is i will leave it alone and yeah. then you move forward and i think yeah. that something has to be said about that too for anybody who is trying to build whether they're trying to do you know social entrepreneurship or mm-hmm. they're uh, trying to do their own thing whatever it might be our, our creators and artists they need to understand the process that hey it's okay to leave it alone for a little bit it's fine like it's not the end of the yeah. world for any problem you need to think you know for solutions and that thought process will only come when you have time when you give time to the problem So I think you know, start solving another problem. You you're giving time to solve the first problem, and then you come with come up with a solution. I joke about this. I had a buddy of mine who said this thing to me like years ago, and he says, "You know, Neelam, you have a very unique way of solving problems." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You start cleaning." Okay. <laughs> so what I do is like when I have like so you know we talked about youth mojo like a few weeks ago as well, and I was telling you like, "Hey, listen, this is what I want to like kind of start doing with it." I'm getting the designers on board and this and that. And yesterday I had my debrief with the person who's going to take care of it and all of that, right? Okay. Okay. But but he would say this thing to me. He's like, "You start cleaning," and really the word is like, "I start organizing things that I have in my control." <laughs> That's the probably the psychology. Mm-hmm. So while I'm doing the cleanup work and I'm so I feel like I'm doing something. I guess like my brain yes, is going. Yeah. So you keep yourself engaged. I think uh, that is more important. Not just sit back and keep thinking. I I think that can make you depressed. You know. not finding solutions because now uh, you know we have certain pro- products in the market that make you tempted and you know that make you more anxious like maggi so you make it in 2 minutes you know everything is not instant in life you, you don't get ideas and solutions that instant so you should give time you know especially for the ones that you know you know that you want to build the right way yeah it's okay to build quickly of course you know perfection should not get in the way of getting things done of course true true However, there's a part that if you're especially touching people's lives and that's the intention, then you have to be very careful about how you create it. That's what I believe at least. Makes sense. Um, okay. And and so I'm in the middle of like starting to strategize about a group program that I want to help more people who are in the corporate world get into consulting like I did. And believe it or not, there was a version of it that I put out there. I had to rest 
I had to rest on it. And I was like, okay, now I want to think about doing it a bit differently. Right? That's a very specific example in my world. And um, at least in the business side of things, if you will. But when I talk about youth mojo, I will think about it like if I need to sit and just like cut my entire day off just for me to like visualize, figure out what do, where do I want to create? What do I want to start creating? How do I put it together? Who do I need? So the first warning came to you even before the creation, right? That means mm-hmm. warning, meaning my bugging messages. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> I need to talk. But when you got that message, if you look at the, the continuum, when you got that message, I had thought about it like two weeks ahead or three weeks ahead or even maybe a month ahead. So that idea of like being, not having the time to be deflated, but making sure that even if it affects you, you kind of take it for what it's worth in that moment and try to move as best as you can past it and just focus on the things because both of us have enough on our fingertips that it's easy to like look somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What is your greatest, some of your hopes for for young Indians, especially because you know, um, yeah, young Indians, but then also seeing to it that how do we take the message into other nations in the world as well, as, particularly as it concerns to the youth. See, Indian youth has always been powerful, and we have examples like Swami Vivekananda, you know, who has represented India then, you know, and he he created a very strong image about the country and the culture and, and everything about India. I'm very confident about uh, the Indian youth. The only hope that I keep, you know, from the young people of the country is give your best, you know, whatever you do. So that's that's very simple, you know, not keeping very high expectations because if you don't meet up expectations, then you feel low. You know, there's no such scope. I, I give a message to all the young people out there that whatever you do, do your best. And, you know, when you take this attitude with you, I, I think you will excel in whatever you do. So I think that makes the country forward. And internationally, you hope to also bring that forward, yeah. right? Probably if you're a doctor, if you're an engineer, you, you give your best service, you know. I think that the sort of facilities and the sort of governance, I think that, that slowly and gradually will build up a very positive image at a, at a global level. What is your go-to book? Do you ever read words by anyone in particular when you, do you get time to read? Like, that's a bad, maybe a better question. I'm not more into reading books, but I'm more into reading people whom I meet. So that's that's always been live, you know, reading people whom I meet. So that's how it goes. Ah, nice. Goes back to what you were saying earlier that that's how you keep your yourself growing. You keep yourself yeah. surrounded by different people, and what their books in themselves, under their stories in themselves. Any person. Yeah, yeah. Because all these books have been written by people, you know. So when you start reading people, I think that makes sense. <laughs> I love it. Well, Madhus, you know, I could, we could, you know, you and I will go at this for, for a very long time. I could ask you more questions. But anyway, I think I got through what I wanted, like in terms of, that, that sounds so weird, uh, wanted, it's not the right word. But I think with every conversation I've had here, the intention has just been very clear to be in a conversation with another person that I, I admire, that I see. Because um, I don't believe in like being fans of people and all of that. I, I, I genuinely admire everybody who has come on this baby, you know, that has just been birthed, if you will, and contributing your hearts here too, because someone's listening to what you have to say, right? And Correct. someone's listening to something you said, and someone is taking that one thing you, you put, put so beautifully out or explained. That seed thing was brilliant. And someone's listening to it, so you just never know where we can 
we can affect the change or or we cannot go with the perspective of affecting change. We can only do our thing and say, okay, I'm going to create this thing. Yeah. And I yeah. hope that someday it does what it was meant to do, but I'm not right. going to have an agenda over it. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. We have to do our bit and, you know, the rest will follow. Correct. Correct. We'll do our bit and the rest will follow. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's an honor. Pleasure, pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. You're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime for you. Thank you. I'm feeling mutual. <laughs> Thank you for listening to part two of Neelam's interview with Madish Parikh. Don't forget you can hear part one of the interview in episode 13 of Words and Voices. Thanks so much for stopping by Words and Voices with Neelam Tawar. We can't wait to see you again with another voice and more words from game changers, movers and shakers, and quiet visionaries creating a dent in the world. Oh, and please don't forget to comment and share what resonated with you here or on info at neelamtawar.com. Till we meet next, and as Neelam says... Be good to you.